All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this evening to help me roast the news, one, Natalie Demolition. How's it going? It's going. How are you? Oh, it's doing fantabulous. It's Friday, which is my half oh. day at work. That's always so fun. I, I need it. I need Friday, even though I like keep working through the weekend, but whatever. <laughs> Just you know, it's the weekend. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Fridays don't really mean so much when you're working Saturdays and Sundays, too, so. Yeah, it really doesn't mean anything to me, but. <laughs> well, that and you're also a busy mama, and then you go out to the farm on the weekends, too, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sundays are farm day. I, I volunteer at a horse rescue, for those who don't know. So, yeah. me and my middle daughter, we uh, we go take care of the horses on Sunday, and then uh, Saturdays I work, so it's like, mm. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Some crazy news for me this week. My son graduated uh, high school. So he's wow, congrats. High school grad, yeah, at 16. <laughs> so I'm so proud, but it makes me feel so old <laughs> to yeah. say I'm a high school graduate. Yeah, they grow up so fast. Yeah, they grow up so fast. It's like uh, just yesterday, it seems like my daughter was like a little baby, like the little lump on the carpet stage. And now she's like running around six years old and telling me off and calling me fat daddy and everything else. So it's always fun. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse when they're teenagers, man. They just like blatantly <laughs> ignore you. You're like, hello, do the dishes. And they're like, I didn't hear you, you know? Yeah. So it's fantastic. That selective hearing process that I, that I love mm -hmm. so much. <laughs> yeah, it was one thing with my uh, my 13-year-old son. It was like, I, I didn't spring up out of the ground, a, a, you know, a 43-year-old man. I was a teenager once, too. I know exactly what you're doing to me right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, I, you know, I had my son when I was a teenager. I was 19 when I had him. So it's like... I know exactly what you're doing right now. And stay away from girls until you're like 21 too. Cause yes. you know, yes. you're, you're uh, so. almost to the age I was when I had you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shout out to my nephew who got his girlfriend pregnant while he's like 18 years old. So yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do some responsible stuff or do some crazy stuff first. I'm, I'm doing it the opposite. Like I was really responsible very young because I had kids very young. But yeah. I'm like wilding out my 30s a little bit. And I, I think I'll calm down by 40. You, Possibly. Maybe. That's what you'd maybe like not. to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being back in the dating scene in my 40s, I can tell you the 40-year-old women are just not calm, like at all. They're, they're very much out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a new thing or something. But, you know, my, my youngest child, I'll be 49 when she's 18. So it's like I'm, I'm going to have to get a puppy at 49 or something. Really, honestly, I, I don't know what to do with myself because I've been raising kids my whole adult life. So I've, I've been like, I don't know. Need to need to find something else to raise. So like a good puppy. Yeah, dog. puppy. I, I want one of those cute little tiny ones. Although a friend of mine said those aren't real dogs, they're rats. But <laughs> I was having I this like, exact conversation today. <laughs> I was like, well, how big is the dog? And she was like, oh, it's 10 pounds. I was like, that's not a dog. They're like, that's not a dog. But I'm like, it's so cute. It's a little puppy. It's so fuzzy. You know, I, I want the little fuzzy dogs. I'm sorry. I do. I mean, okay, I love golden retrievers, too. They're cute. But th it's they're really so hard big. not to like golden retrievers. Yeah, how can you not love them? Uh, you know, but I definitely I definitely want a puppy at some point in my life. <laughs> my kids will be so pissed. Like, they'll move out of the house, and I'll finally get a dog. I'll get <laughs> <You> a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't make the mistake that some people do. They they go out and get basset hounds because they you know they get the big old droopy face and the droopy ears, so they think they're just going to be lazy dogs, and then they don't realize no, that's a hunting dog, and there's mm -hmm. crazy basset hound hour at two o'clock in the morning that you have to deal with. 
I love hunting though. So like my son and I and my daughter, we've all been like trained to hunt and like we have the bows and everything. So maybe I, I need a hunting dog. Maybe they're right. I, I don't, I shouldn't have a small dog. But yeah, definitely yeah, something yeah. more than 40 pounds, something that you have to actually wrestle sometimes. And, you, you know, toes. War and stuff. I had a dog right. when I was young, actually. It was a beagle. And um, his Beagles name was are fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun, but oh my God, this was the laziest damn beagle ever. Like, he wasn't a hunting beagle. I mean, he ate it's all of It's very uncharacteristic for a beagle. They're usually pretty high strung. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, it was technically my brother's dog, but I took care of it too. So, yeah, but, you know, I was going to love that yowl that they do every time. It's yeah. not really a bark. <laughs> it, it's not really a bark. It's like an annoying yap for the, for the beagle. I like the yeah. wolfhound, you know, it's so cute. Yeah. The wolfhound is a, is a huge dog. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, the Scottish deer hound, the Irish wolfhound, they're just, they're just huge. <laughs> I like huskies too, but it's, you know, the different eyes. I love that. I actually, it, it's weird. I have these weird muddy blue eyes or like gray blue they change color, but I have one brown speck in this eye. So I, I always love the Husky just for that. Yeah, Huskies are kind of fun. I can't have them down here in Louisiana. I just feel like that's just the cruel and unusual punishment on them. It's like, let me take an Arctic dog and stick it in the South. Because that just seems like it should be fun. Well, that's the great thing about Ohio. You know, it, it, it's the Arctic <laughs> about six months out of the year. And, right. and we're going... We're going into that. I'm, it's getting me so depressed already. I'm like, shit, it's going to be snowing soon. It's going to be cold. I'm going to hate everything. The leaves are almost all off the trees. And I'm like, oh, that's like the one good thing about Ohio. Like we have a beautiful fall, but it, it seriously lasts two seconds. That's it. It's over after two seconds. And you're just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We sort of have a fall down here. It just kind of lasts for a couple of months. It's, it's not, that's kind of like our version of a winter, you know? We already had snow up here, believe it or not. It was like two weeks ago. It started snowing, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" You know, because it's it's like, what what was that last? You know, September. It's snowing. Why? October. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was kind of strange. I, I also want to say it was back in September. We had a couple of mornings where it was like down in the 40s down here. I remember mm -hmm. going outside to go to the gym, and I was like, "What the hell is this? Why is it cold out here? Why do I need to put a jacket on in the in the middle of September?" It's, should still be like 75, 75 degrees this morning. I wear a hoodie like most of the six months that it's like cold here in Ohio. And then as soon as it becomes like, like in fall when it's like 50 degrees, you're like, oh my God, it's so cold. But like when spring comes around and it's 50 degrees, you're like, oh my God, it's so warm. It feels so good. Finally. Yeah, you know, it's not like negative 30. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is definitely the downside though to Cleveland, Ohio. I hate it. If there's like uh, a lot of downsides to living in Ohio, I'm sure that's the one state that everyone just kind of shits on the most. And I don't, oh, I don't know, really do. get it. Yeah, I don't really get it. That's like I've been there several times. Most of it is nice. I can I can get why you don't like Cincinnati or Cleveland, but you know. Yeah, but and you know, my favorite thing on Twitter right now is that Ohio doesn't exist, and I'm like, yes, we don't exist completely. Yeah. You know, completely ignore that our presence and that we're here and everything and it's just yeah ignore us we're not here we don't exist right. don't come finally, to our state finally people <laughs> that live in montana can breathe a sigh of release you know mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like oh for once they finally believe we exist but now they've moved on to ohio yeah no nah, I'm, I'm good but yeah everybody shits on the teams and i'm just like oh 
The Browns did pretty good. You know, they're doing okay. They won a few games, you know, and, you know, the Indians, they, they almost, you know, made it. But I'm not talking about the Cavs. We don't talk about the Cavs anymore. <laughs> yeah, just, ever since LeBron left, nobody talks about the Cavs. Yeah, that was basically Cleveland's economy. That that was like a running joke with me because it, it's like when LeBron was here, he'll he'll bring up our economy, but when he's gone, it's just like okay, whatever. It goes back to default Cleveland. <laughs> default Cleveland, yeah. Well, you know, we all have like that salt of the earth attitude up here because it used to be the Rust Belt, and then everybody lost their jobs, and the economy's kind of shit because we oh, had yes. a bunch of you know factories closed down, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And basically, like like right now, Cleveland, I I would just basically call it a you know medical state. You know, everybody's uh, yeah working at the hospital pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's basically what what we'll, what it's boiled down to. We we don't have very much industry left in Ohio. We really don't. Yeah. I I remember as a kid, I would go downtown and I would see you know the black smoke rising up and all the the steel workers and stuff doing their things. But now yeah. it's gone. It was yep. replaced by a Target. I I'm not kidding. They replaced the steel yard with the clock Target and the Walmart. I and it. I'm like, so it, it's like it's gone, and I'm just like, whew. Well, yep. everything's going to go to shit soon. Yep. And we all got to hold uh, Al Gore ac- uh, accountable because he was the one who got up on Larry King. It was like talking about La- NAFTA and GATT. It was a good deal, Larry. Yeah, sure it is. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm so sick of all this, you know, crap. Like I was, I, I got a call recently and. I'm sorry. I, swear to God, I got a, yeah, it was, oh, it was <laughs> rough, man. You know, there were no used cars when I went. That yeah. This was this was in the middle of the um, shortage on the chips. On the chips, yeah, yeah. So I, I had like a choice between like two SUVs in the lot. That was it. That was all they had. And uh, I was looking at a sign in the store when I was there, and I, I saw, oh, we're planning to switch over to all electric in 2030. You know, and I'm like, sure you, you are. Know, yeah, sure. Good luck with that. You know, it, it's such a bullshit thing because it's like, how do you guys plan on doing that? You know, yeah. you would have, where are all these electric stations going to go? You right. know, where's the power and generation it, for the electric stations going to go? Yeah. Where, where is all of this going? Even my son was like, are, are they going to replace, you know, gas stations? But I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make and any somebody, sense. And that's why I shared that clip of Thomas Massey just giving that guy. Uh, what's his name? Buttigieg, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, an entire entire earful about you know power consumption and what these electric cars and switching over to it's going to do, and then just Buttigieg just had to sit there like just a deer in the headlights, had no idea what to say to it because they haven't even thought about it that far. No, they they don't. They're not thinking about it. And what what's happening is yeah, everything's just going to start breaking and. Well, you look at those wind turbines too. Those are breaking, and yeah. all of the—I um, can't think of the name at the moment. Thomas Massey just shared something about it th- today or yesterday, but um, the solar-powered things. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and yeah, all of those are breaking, and they're not. Nothing's. What they need to do is focus on nuclear energy, in my opinion. If, if yeah, you really want clean see, energy, then it's nuclear. 
Yeah, I've been starting to see a lot of uh, articles now because it used to be the, the big thing back in the 80s and 90s was no nukes, no nukes. Yeah. And everyone was concerned about, you know, Three Mile Island and, you know, Fukushima didn't help, even though that was like an old style nuclear power plant and couldn't help that it got hit by a tsunami, you know. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, uh, nuclear power is clean energy. And it's like, yeah. it's like well, they, they'll point to the, the cooling towers and they'll show, it's like, look at all that steam. And I was like, that's exactly it. That's it's steam. It's water vapor. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they have it. to cool off the nuclear fuel rods. That's all. Yes, they do. And, and that's it. I mean, if you look at all of the uh, issues they've had with like the wind turbines and everything, I mean, nuclear power has a way better track record. Um, yeah. And I, I have articles about that somewhere. And um, who, who Which everyone it? can find at Mises.org. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff Dice just did an interview with Alex. I think his name is Alex uh, Epstein. I want to say no. Was he I the guy remember. who wrote the uh, the book on fossil the uh, fossil future? Yes, I think that's yes. it. Yeah, fossil future. Thank you. Everybody should yeah. read that book. I haven't read it yet, but I hear amazing. His interview on Joe Rogan is actually really good. It condenses that book down in that in that I think it was like two hours and fifty five minutes or something like that. Yes, and you can find um, the podcast episode with Jeff Deist on Mises.org. Yes, also on Mises. <laughs> you can find again. <laughs> yeah, you can find just about everything on Mises.org. I've shared so many articles. Uh, I had to explain the uh, the skyscraper curse to somebody, and it was like, "Well, well Mark Thurman will be so happy about that." Yeah, well, and I was like, "Well, here, read this article." They read the whole article. It was like, "That is crazy." I was like, "I know, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. The skyscraper curse is actually it, it's crazy because it's like you know, like the the uh, I can't remember it all off the top of my head. I probably shouldn't get into detail about it because I haven't read it in a while. But the skyscraper curse is is a crazy thing. I have a couple articles actually up on UC.org as well. So if anybody wants to go look at them, um, basically I like talking about war. That, that's my big niche. Because or the I, you know, not going into it, you know, kind of being the not default. going Should into the- it. Getting out of it. I think my last article was from 2018. So it's been a while since I've written anything. I I probably should do that at some point. But yeah, Yeah. I was trying, I was trying to talk people to get out of Afghanistan. Or it might have been the draft. I might have been talking about the draft. I think that might have been the last one. But oh boy, and aren't we talking about the draft nowadays? You know, the draft is the 101st Airborne Division is in Ukraine. Are they? Yeah, I was about to say they have boots on the ground this week, right? Yeah. I read about that. And of course, they're they're doing it under the uh, the guys. I was like, well, we're just assisting. We're just, I was like, sure, the Green Berets were just assisting in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They were just yeah. there to train, right? And didn't we just send another four hundred what billion or million to them just this week, like today? Yeah, there I was think like it was another... like forty billion. Yeah, forty. Something like that. What are we? We're basically in you know, a de facto war, and nobody's talking about that. You know, yeah. we're, we're low, in... gra- low grade. We're gonna low try grade. and keep it. Yeah, it's like it's going to be high grade very soon. You guys have no idea what you're what you're toying around with. Uh, at this point, we're literally they're, they're poking the bear. They're messing with Russia, and that they, I, you know, it, I don't know if I want to say this or not, but it's it, it's like, you know, like like Natalie, once you say it, it's it's out there. But yeah. it, it's almost like they want to start a war right before the election, or is that oh. just? No, it's not just you, because I've also said that uh, if they can get a wartime president in there, that's typically when everyone does the rally around the flag effect. Yep. 
And it's not going to matter that the commander-in-chief is basically a walking, talking bowl of macaroni salad who doesn't know where he is half the time and probably is pooping and peeing his pants <laughs> on a daily I, basis. I, no, I don't even think Biden will make it another three years. You know, but, I don't wish yeah. ill upon him or anything, but it, it's like... He I do. Is, I wish all of the ill on him, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, most of the time I'm a nice person, unless you try to force me to wear a mask or take a vaccine, then I'm not a very nice person. But, oh, but yes, at the we'll, same we'll time, definitely be getting into that one a little bit later. Oh, oh you don't want to get me started. Yeah, um, so right here, Peyote Piper, it's pretty obvious they want a war. Yes, uh, they, yes, they definitely do. They definitely do. They want a war. They're warmongers. Of course they do. You know, that that's how they get elected and reelected. Oh, yeah. They love it. They love it more than anything else for your son and daughter to go over somewhere and die for them. Mm -hmm. So that they don't have to do it themselves. But, you know, that's where we're at with all of this. And, uh, yeah, I've been, like, screeching at everyone who's who's got, like, I've got a couple of people at work that have got, like, Ukraine flags on the back of their vehicles. And uh, they no one of them noticed today when I was walking out to get into my car, I saw the, the new Ukraine flag, I guess, to replace the other one that has gotten sun faded. And I just kind of shook my head and got his way. I was like, what are you shaking your head about? I was like, Ukraine flag. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, it just and then they wanted to get into a conversation about geopolitics right there that they knew nothing about. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, yeah, what happened in 2014? And, you know, they have no clue. <laughs> yeah. They have, they have no clue. They're, you know, where are all these pro, you know, let's bomb them type. Well, I guess we had that for Afghanistan. We did. But oh, yeah. you, really, you really didn't see real support for it after, what, 2008, maybe? You really didn't. They kind of, like, swept it under the rug and just kept bombing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I remember having conversations with people in 2006 that thought the Afghanistan war was already ended. Yeah. A lot of people point, were under that Yeah, impression. the news media wasn't even barely reporting on it. Yeah. And, and, you know, here we are in Syria and Afghanistan and Iraq, and it, it was yeah. just, it blew up. Not to mention yeah. all the African countries, because we have an yeah. African command. So, yeah. Yep. Pretty crazy. It's, it's pretty crazy out there. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing about Syria is, don't we still have um, sanctions on them? At this point, there are so many countries that have sanctions upon them, and uh, it's really hard to keep up with. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I'm, we're just, I don't know. And, and, you know, when the elections come, Dems are, you know, notably worse, but, you know, there's Republican warmongers as well. It goes both ways. And, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Even, the, you got the Dan even, Crenshaws out there. Even, and, in, even in libertarian circles, you see pro-war people, and you're like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. this isn't a just war. Murray Rothbard wrote about this, you know. Yeah. This has nothing to do with us. We need to stay out of it. But they're like, mm. Yeah, more than a few libertarians on. that I know are also, well, Russia, Russia is the aggressor. And it was like, I, I get it. At the same time, I don't want to commit, like, my next-door neighbor's 18-year-old to go yeah. defend borders that don't belong to him. Does He doesn't even know where it is on a map. Yeah. Well, you know, even if Russia is the aggressor aggressor in this situation, it's not none of our business. We have yeah. no right to be involved in it at all. It's not our border. It's not yeah. our fight. You know, if it came to our shores, yeah, it would be our fight. Um, but even like in World War II, 
um, when Pearl Harbor got bombed, to some extent, we definitely egg that on. And that's yeah. definitely what we're doing right now with Russia. It's basically yeah, we shut off the gas and oil supplies to Japan. And, you know, if, if yeah. And, you know, you they got, they got, um, there's actually a great book and I don't know if it's behind me or not. Um, I might be holding my laptop up actually, but uh, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was written by um, Denson and uh, Judge Denson and it was a Pearl Harbor book and it's uh, absolutely fantastic. I, I love it. Um, and yeah, basically what they did was they knew the attack was coming and they did nothing. Yeah, nothing, absolutely nothing. And, and what I have was the first place they attacked happen. afterwards? They went to Europe. Europe, yeah. Sound familiar? It's like, mm -hmm. oh no, we know this Osama bin Laden guys in Afghanistan. Let's attack Iraq too. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, let's, let's shimmy on over. And it's just, it's ridiculous. They, they want a World War Three. They do. Yeah. You can sense it. You can feel it. And that's what has me so on edge lately with everything. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way because I know this is not going to end very pretty. Uh, I, I think the chances of nuclear exchange are probably very low. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think that'll stop a conventional warhead making its way to the port of New Orleans, which is like 45 minutes away from me. That's which possible. Which, yeah, which won't be pretty for anybody involved because a lot of product moves through that port. Have you ever watched Jericho? Yes, I actually love that show. I <laughs> so loved it. Upset. Man, I, I love Skate Urchin. Like, yeah. That, that pissed me off so much when they canceled it. I was like, what? But it was <laughs> so close to the truth, probably, that, yeah. Now, I have a feeling something like that could actually happen, you know? Yeah, I don't really think that the, the world, as per se, would, would come to an end. I think we would probably just get, like, reset back to, like, the 1840s. With just lo yeah. a little bit more modern stuff. Yeah, the Amish would definitely have, like, a jump on us with that one. You know, exactly. no electricity. They'd be like, we're fine. That, that's one great thing about living in Ohio is that, like, if you need, like, I, I, live, I live next it's to a Cleveland large by, Amish community that nobody knows yes, about that's right there in Ohio. It, it, yeah. It's right here. At, well, I live in uh, Olmstead Falls. So I live kind of in the outskirts country area. So, like, if I go out of my, like, drive, I, like, have horses and cows and chickens and um <laughs> our neighbor next door he has pigs so you know would be okay um there's actually too like a honey shop down the street but yeah. it, it it's so it's like we have all of these local things but how many like in the city they'd be screwed you know basically my my, my yeah. advice to anybody is that if like a nuclear thing goes off to get out of the cities man run out of the cities yeah a lot of us have been telling everybody to get out of the cities for a while um yeah and even if you live out in the country that's probably going to be your number one concern is people coming out from the cities and they're going to realize real quick oh there's people with land 10 minutes that way by a truck ride well the great you thing know. about my spot is it's it's my my building is surrounded by lakes so I have that, but um, there's only like three ways to get into our section. So it's like you just have to block those off by cars and heavily armed people. I've actually yeah. thought about this. I don't know if that makes me a dark person, but, no, but that like when the, you're very smart because you've actually considered it at some point. Yeah. Well, you know, when the riots were happening and stuff in Cleveland and we had all of that chaos. Oh, yes, going the summer, on, of, the summer like, of Floyd. 
<laughs> yeah, the the summer of mostly peaceful. Um, yeah, slightly you, you slightly had, fiery, mostly peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Oops, but but yeah, when you had that, it, it's like you start thinking, okay, how can I protect my town and my children? And you know, a mother's instinct is to make sure her children survive long after her. That, that's that's my instinct. Like I want my children to live long after I'm gone, <laughs> you know. And and that includes like if I had to protect them with my life, I would type thing, you know. Yeah, that's where it most. And people that just say got really deep at. and dark. I'm sorry. Yeah. That, well, that's you know, what it is. sometimes it, I'm the most black pill person you'll ever meet, and then sometimes I'm like so overdosed on white pills. It's not even funny, but <laughs> in a very real sense, it's kind of like we're in the selfish generation. Like, people don't know how good we have it compared to our ancestors, like, back in the 1800s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, in a hundred, just in a hundred years, you know, we've gotten color TVs, we've gotten electricity, we've gotten laptops. Shit. Even when I was growing up, What we, we're doing we right had, now wasn't possible, we, like, yeah, 20 years this ago. this wasn't possible. It wasn't. <laughs> I would have to, like, beep your pager and, like, maybe <laughs> you could call me and somehow record it, you know? So... You know, we have all this miraculous stuff, and I don't think it's appreciated as much as it should be. And yep, I think it's was... it's somewhat abused, to be honest. Like, very true. You know, we didn't we didn't have Starbucks growing up. You know, if you wanted a coffee, you had to grind the coffee. You know, <laughs> or you went so... down to the grocery store and got these shitty Folgers that everyone thought was <sighs> you know fine was great enough. No, it was it's complete shit. <laughs> it, it really i hate folders I, okay i i admit this is like my one indulgence but i i get dunkin donuts coffee i'm sorry i, I can't nothing and, wrong with and, that drink, dunkin donuts coffee is I, actually very good yeah and i i drink a lot uh, lately at least i've been drinking a lot of tea i've been trying to lose like 70 pounds so i've been drinking a lot of green tea and stuff so but yeah man folders shit i hate that <laughs> coffee and Diet yeah. Coke. Um, I'm addicted to Diet Coke, too. I'm, oh, I'm, yes. You need, so need to get off the Diet Coke. I know I do, and I'm fighting it so hard. You have no idea. It, but it's like it's like my one happy place in this sea of bullshit lately. You know? Oh, I gotcha. and, But, you know, Twitter's giving me some hope. I, I, I'm, I'm happy about Twitter right now. Even though I, I strongly disagree with some people that Musk is putting into power, I'm still oh, somewhat happy. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping that one of the fuckers that suspended me, <laughs> I should stop swearing, I, like, got fired today. I'm sorry, I, but I am praying one of no, them got fired. No, the best comeuppance <laughs> of all time was Elon Musk bringing the sink into Twitter headquarters because, you know, let that sink in. Let that uh, sink in, yeah. Yeah. The, the the Indian lawyer that was with uh, Jack on the Joe Rogan podcast, she is staring daggers into the back of Elon Musk's head, and she was like one of the first people to go. I saw that. I saw that. It was Man. the greatest thing ever. I was like, it was worth it just for that. You know, so many good people got suspended. Like Daniel McAdams with Ron Paul Institute, he needs to yes. be reinstated. Because he uh -oh. said a factual thing. Sean Hannity yeah. is retarded. Yep. I mean, who who can't disagree with that? That That's like complete stone cold facts right there. But, you know, he used the R word and that's, oh, yes. you know, I don't necessarily agree with that choice of word. But, you know, I think the alert is a wonderful word and underused. You know, it, it's very close to that word. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure it has the same definition or close yeah. to the same definition. But 
otherwise, you know, what he did was just perfectly fine and the truth. And yeah. he should have never been suspended for it. And who no, else? Because if we, we can't make fun of people in the news, then there's no point to having social media, really. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and not only that, Daniel, man, he was really good at tweeting. Do you remember his tweets? Yeah, his t- his tweets were fire. Yeah, they were like spot on, and I was just, I'm, I'm honestly surprised I haven't been suspended yet. I, I really am. But yeah, I, I've, I picked, I've had a few I picked, twelve hours, a few uh, seven days, uh, probably for using the R word and also calling a lady a cunt, which was. Oh man, you can't! You cannot use the cunt on. I called Hillary Clinton a cunt to her ah. tweet, to her face, basically, and I got suspended. And I was like, yep. okay, I'll, I'll take that one, you know. But it's true, she is. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you look up the word in the Webster's English Dictionary, you see a picture sure. of Hillary Clinton's face. It's, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I've been doing lately is just been uh, posting the definition of retarded on there, whatever I want to say it. I was like, oh, look at this person who's mentally held back in a very specific manner. I just use Dollard. I mean, it, it's, Dullard, it's, it's, yeah. like, it's like my 1800s version of you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, like, oh, you yeah. forgot your dunce cap and you're not sitting in a corner. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so... That that was that, but yeah, Daniel McAdams got suspended. Jordan Peterson got suspended. Um, I actually didn't even agree with Jordan Peterson, like a good sixty percent of the time. But I appreciated that you know most recently he's been trying to you know get Austrian economics on. I believe he had Bob Murphy on, and that was yeah. fantastic. And I, I was he's waiting to he's see at least more willing of to that. have the conversation. Yeah. Anybody willing to have the conversation, which is interesting. I mean, you saw this with like Rogan, you you see it with Tim Pool, you see it with multiple people. Like they'll have anybody on, which is fantastic, you know. Yeah. Um, and they're basically because they don't pick a side, they get punished for it. Do you notice that? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely noticed that, especially on Twitter. If you go against the uh, the blue check mob, uh, then people really get their hackles up about it, and you're like. I- Especially over this last little thing with AOC saying, oh, my freedom of speech cost me eight bucks a month. I was like, if a regular person is going to get a blue check next to their name so they verify that they are an actual person and not a Russian bot, as you would put, put on everybody that you disagree with, uh, it, I see it's fine. I'm not going to pay the eight bucks a month myself. You know, I'd rather go spend eight dollars a month on something else. But it's, you know, I, he's going to do some good things and he's probably going to do a lot of bad things, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I would pay eight bucks a month. I, I pay two ninety nine now, so I can upload long videos, mostly Mises.org videos. There's another yeah. one. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, so I pay two ninety nine a month. But it's like I wouldn't mind eight ninety nine a month just to, so people know I'm a real human. Which basically they're seeing tonight that I'm a real human. Hello, people. But it, it's 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 like, you know. That's my ID. I, I, I basically, it, it's weird because when I went through the verification process, they were like, you need your name in three articles and we need to see your driver's license. And, right. you know, it was like going to the fucking DMV. You, you know, we need your for, firstborn child. You know, I'm like, why do I need all this? You, you you can see my, you know, ID and that should be enough. But no, it wasn't. So so I sent them my ID. I sent them three articles I was actually in recently. And 
I still wasn't verified. I was I, I was denied within like six hours, which was weird because the other time I tried it, it took like four days. But like in six hours, you're like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, why? I'm like an actual human. I made it to these articles, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't enough. So yeah, so yeah, if I, I can just show like them my ID of... and get a blue track, I'd be happy. Yeah, I think they have like some kind of silly uh, rule in there about uh, it's like going to be from verified sources. And that pretty much means New York Times, uh, <laughs> that type of thing. I don't know. They, well, it's they... funny because I made it to the New York Post. That was crazy. I tried to use that article. I made it to yeah. like my picture was in the article. But you they're know, the ones I, that I... got censored for the Hunter laptop. <laughs> True. And I I was also in Fox News. So I guess that wasn't good enough for them either. No, so, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's, it's like okay fine do what you want but now it's like elon's taken over and it's like wow i could actually get verified but yeah <laughs> the, the the socialists are like oh my god this is yeah. my money i'd have to pay it with not other people's money you know like well, it's been very fun to watch them you know the wailing and gnashing of teeth over uh you know being verified on uh twitter and everything and then they're all saying well if it, elon's gonna do this and make it a maga hillscape i'm just gonna leave i was like you're not gonna go anywhere you're going to stick around. You're just as addicted to this dumpster fire as we are. Yeah, they love it. They they oh. love the attention. They love getting the hate. and They, they just thrive off of it, especially people like AOC. God, uh, I can't stand her. Like, she's hot and all, but I, I seriously really. cannot stand how much of an idiot she is. You don't think she's hot? As far as, like, on the on the Clydesdale, the, the Budweiser Clydesdale scale, and that's, like, how many Clydesdales it would take to pull you off of her, uh, she's, like, a six. You know? Only a six? Yeah, Aww. I mean, like, slightly hotter than the girl next door type thing. I, I would probably give her a seven. You would give her a seven? You're being generous. Well, I'm a nice person. I try to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. For, for me, it's, like, the whole personality and just, like, the horse teeth just... It doesn't do it for She has me. great boobs, though. Which nice, you never nice see. Rack. She has yeah, a nice Yeah, I mean, there you go. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I can't stand her. She's a total total dullard. I'm going to use the word dullard again. Uh, but very, it, it's Very much so. I especially love that she got roasted by her own constituents. That was great. It's like, you keep talking about this green energy thing. It's None of this is going to matter if we're nuked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that video and that was hilarious and I loved it. They're like, none of oh, us I watched it on matter. repeat like six times in a row, just laughing the whole time. And then she like tried the to make some I'm... excuse for like why she didn't reply to him or something. And it was just like, okay. Oh yeah. Just bad. Just bad. It was like, no, you got caught and people were just not going to have any of your BS. That's what it was. Yeah. People are starting to get sick of politicians, especially since, you know, the COVID truth is slowly starting to come out. And that's beautiful to see. And I'm really happy oh, about it. Yes. Uh, so get prepared for enraging because this was the talk of the town for like a good uh, week here. Uh, let's declare a pandemic amnesty from Emily Oster. Let's focus on the future and fix problems we still need to solve. No, fuck that shit. I am dead serious. Fuck that oh. shit. No, fuck this article. Fuck that shit. Yes. I I fucking hate all of that. No, fuck your amnesty. I'm probably saying it wrong, but whatever. No, fuck it. Be yeah. Because, no, they don't get a pass. The no. warmongers, they, do, you know, the, the they COVID They definitely mongers. don't. And warmongers is the correct they phrase. Don't 
Yeah, I mean, it was a war. war they raged their war on neighbors. The they, they turn neighbor against neighbor. They turn family against family. They turn friend against friend. And now they want amnesty. No, fuck you. Yeah. That, that, that's my that's my opinion on it because it, it it's like you you seriously told people that they they had to get a jab or lose their job. To me, right. that's that's like firing the first shot. You know, because Even- if you are going to try to take people's livelihoods away from them unless they do what you say. Then, then you're an evil person that needs to be taken out, in my opinion. Yeah, this affected yeah. The, the the government response to a cold affected a lot of people's lives. It affected mine quite a good deal. Yeah. Uh, I had to go look for another job because the company I was working for was already talking about, oh, yeah, we'll have to do some kind of uh, vaccine mandate over here. And I'm like, uh, no, mm-hmm. I don't care that we have 90,000 employees worldwide and that we're the number one federal contractor. Uh, no. I'm just not going to do it. I'll go find somewhere else to work. Uh, I lost my marriage due to this. My Both of my kids have been poisoned with the experimental gene therapy shot. And now I have to be ever vigilant on side effects from it. No, you don't get an amnesty. I want you to fucking swing from an overpass. That's where I'm at with this. So when I saw this, I was like, no. There needs to be trials, in my opinion. Definitely oh. like a Nuremberg too. Uh, th- yeah. th- that's that's where I stand on it. And but you know what you know what they did, right? You know they made so many people, you know, complicit in this. That oh, yes. so many people in the wrong that now they can't just point the finger at one person. They turned the average grocery store person, like telling you to put your mask back on, into a, a tiny little tyrant. Yeah, and, and, and they here. did that on purpose. They made everybody the bad guy. Un- yeah. un- unless you stood your ground throughout all of it, but they, they, they oh, that's yeah. what they did. And they yeah. did it through sneaky little executive orders and tried to pass those off as law when none of it was law, as we're now seeing it play out in the courts, there's lawsuits going, there's so many lawsuits coming out and starting. It's unbelievable. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm working with one person right now and it's what he's uh, defending the airline pilots who didn't take the jab. So there's so many things happening right now with all of this that they're not going to be able to back out of back out of any of it. But yeah. you know the, the tide is turning in the unvaccinated, you know, fuck your mandate side. But yeah. you know you have to keep strong. And so when I saw that on Twitter, you know, I posted it. I, I think I retweeted Clifton Duncan at first. He was the first person who I saw. Who uh, he it. he was like on top of it because I think that's where I saw it from. Yeah, yeah. That, he he was like, Phew. and then and then it just you know grew from there. But it, it's like no. Oh, and the replies I, I got, on that really tweet. Angry. The replies on that tweet are something to behold. Uh, what I usually do when I go to look at replies, so that I'm not seeing like my little echo chamber of little uh, shit posters on there, such as uh, Forest Mummy, mm-hmm. who uh, <laughs> who exactly that gave assholes permission. Hi, Forest. Uh, I love you. Yeah, uh, I love Jess Tooth. She's she's great. But yeah, just reading the replies while I'm signed out of Twitter, so I'm not seeing my usual gang of thugs that are on Twitter. Uh, like all of the replies down below is like, no, you can go fuck yourself. No, thanks. Uh, there will be no amnesty. You're saying the word amnesty means you pretty much admit you committed a crime. Exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it was like, no, it was like hundreds of them in a row before I finally found a positive one. It was like, yes, we, you know, we're, we didn't know and uh, we should have uh, maybe learned the science a little bit more because they're still taking, sticking to that. 
Oh. And, and then it would be like more replies underneath that. It was it was the greatest thing, and that was like the biggest white pill of all time. It, it's been. I I had a tweet get forty four thousand likes, and uh, another tweet tweet got like seventeen thousand. I mean, it just kept going. It got to the point where I gained like five thousand followers over yeah. the weekend after that because I got so angry. I was rage tweeting through it all because you know, as you know, you know, it affected my kids because they were isolated. You know, my kids mm-hmm. are homeschooled. So we relied on going to museums, we relied on going out yeah. and doing activities and everything. And my four-year-old couldn't even play on the fucking playground. All the playgrounds were just closed up. Yeah. And, you know, when, and if you lived in Southern California, coming, they would come and just fill them up with sand or have like guards out there. Yeah, you know, the, armed the, guards. Remember, remember when they, had, they filled in the skateboard park and it's like, and then, and then later we find out that obesity and vitamin D is one of the best you know, losing weight and getting vitamin D is one of the best yeah. things against fighting against COVID. And it's like, fuck you guys. Because, yeah. you know, you basically just handed illnesses to these kids. And another yeah. thing is that we've turned so many people into germaphobes. Kids need germs. That's just how it is. And they're, they're walking little Petri dishes. They're going to catch everything. They are. and But they need that to build their immune system. Right. Not many people know that. And it's perfectly fine and natural to let them go through an illness to do that. So... Now they well, don't get mad at your kids if they're playing in the dirt. They need to play yeah. in the dirt. Let them eat the dirt. Um, it's good for them. There's some iron in there, I think. Um, but, you know, so now we have all these kids getting all these different illnesses and they're not able to fight it properly. And it's like, yeah, that's because you were, you know, Mr. Clean for yeah. two years. So, uh, you know, that that it just, it, it's just it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. We're going to definitely start seeing childhood diseases, heart conditions, and all that jazz. I don't. I, I want oh, yeah. to say it's directly related to a certain thing it's here because I don't want you to be taken gene off. therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. You, I don't want you to get taken off. But but yeah, I mean, definitely we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. And thankfully, my kids are not vaccinated. That makes you me know, happy. So yeah, um, so far, I've been pretty lucky. They haven't exhibited any kind of side effects from it. Uh, but like just recently, my daughter developed like a little cough and everything. And I was like, I'm looking over and, you know, she it, you know, cough like a couple seconds and then move on for the rest of the day. So, yeah, I've got to be like ever vigilant on them. And that was all because yeah. of actions my ex-wife took because she totally bought in to all of it. Well, yeah, thankfully, my kid's dad and I are on the same page. So I have I have I have yeah. that lucky thing going for me, but it, it, it's like no, I, I don't want to give my kids something that barely was tested at all. Actually, everybody, millions of people are now the guinea pigs. They yep. were the test subjects, and that's what a lot of people don't understand, and they need to. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, not and a, they can like, have, oh. they can have Snopes fact check it and say, well, nobody tests for transmissibility. I was like. Well, that's true. You don't also get onto the air and say, yeah, you're not going to catch COVID if you take these vaccines. Exactly. Macaroni salad in chief. Yeah, they definitely sold that lie. And that was fantastic. I'm actually severely immune compromised. I'm missing a gallbladder. I have, you know, a half functioning kidney. I have have an autoimmune disease myself. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, um, it, it, it's amazing to me that they were like, oh, if you're immune compromised, you have to go. No, you, you didn't. I got COVID. It was hell for me. It lasted a full month. I had, you know, some issues after that, but I got over it. I did. Yeah. And I did it natural. So it's like you guys, you can, everybody can do it, but 
maybe not the elderly, but you know, when we had flu going around, the, the elderly would go when we had the flu. You yep. know, it's just it, it's the normal process of life, but you don't sacrifice the fucking young to protect the old. Yeah, even your grandma would you say, know. "Go live your life." Yeah. And that's another thing. My my grandmother was dying of cancer during all of this. And, you know, I, I've talked about this maybe even on your show. I was really pissed off a year ago. But <laughs> I, I mean, my grandma was dying of cancer and I couldn't see her for a full year before she died. And that still bothers me because it's it's like I lost a full year of my grandma's life for oh, yeah. you know, all of this that's coming out. And it was so wrong. It was so unnatural. Luckily, I did get to see her in her last three days because there was a hospice center who was so kind and so wonderful. Um, I actually love this place because um, they let us stay there. They let they let four people in, only four people. They didn't have to be vaccinated, but you can only, you know, you had to get like a temperature check and all that bullshit. I went through it. It was fine. But, yeah. uh, you know, they let me just stay by her side all day for three days. Um, they never made me leave. They checked in on me. They asked if I was okay. I could hold her hand. I could touch her, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that was fantastic. I, you yeah. know, I, at that point, though, what made me angry is, you know, she had the clouded over eyes. Right. And she couldn't, she couldn't speak. Um, and it's like, can she, does she even really know I'm here? Like, she was uh, basically on heavy rounds of morphine until she took her last breath. So, but, you know, to some degree, I think she knew I was there. But it's like I I would have really liked that year to laugh with her, to spend time with her, to tell her about the kids and how they're growing, to bring the kids to see her, you know. And I couldn't do that. I wasn't allowed. They locked us out. There was a a lot of people that I actually know of, they're elderly parents that they go in a warehouse inside of a senior living center. Uh, you know, they'll catch a uh, urinary tract infection, but because they pop positive for a COVID uh, test on the admittance to the hospital, then then they only want to treat the COVID and they don't want to treat the urinary tract infection and it ends up killing them. You know, exactly. there was a lot of that going exactly. on. There was a lot. And there was a lot of yeah. people going on uh, respirators too that didn't need to go on them. Yeah. And as Ventilators, it turns out, holes, yeah, going to blow out your lungs and, then you're going to get them on there so long that that now their lungs say, oh, well, this machine's doing it for me. Now I'm not going to, I'm not going to breathe for myself. And then I end up passing away from it. Exactly. And it, it was a lot of that. And then there were a lot of people who couldn't even, I was one of the lucky ones. I could see my grandma before she died. There were so many people who could not oh, yeah. even hold their loved one's hand. They had to say goodbye on Skype and they want fucking amnesty for that. No. No. You. no. I get <laughs> you know? Yeah, just the just the use of the word amnesty. Like I said before, it, you're pretty much in the back of your mind. You you know that you did something wrong. Exactly. They're like, oh, you know, let's hold hands and sing kumbaya. No, fuck you. No, yeah, you know, no, no, that's not going to happen. I'm going to take you down, and I have all the receipts. I kept so many receipts. It's unbelievable. Like oh, yeah. I, I will, I will take these people down if they want, you know, mercy. No, you won't get mercy. Not from me. And not no. from millions of other people, I'm pretty sure, as Twitter has shown. <laughs> you know, Nuremberg 2 is trending on Twitter. So, yeah, you should be afraid. So- yeah, it's, it, it, was a, it was a huge white pill because I know that the next time they're going to try something like that, they're going to find a little bit more resistance, I think. Oh, not just a little bit, but a lot. 
I think yeah. I think that really scarred a lot of people. But you know what scares me is that the younger generation, man, they're gonna forget. Yep, they'll forget because yeah. uh, it, it's it, that, that's it, the way of things. You remember after 2001 when we got the TSA? Like before 2001, we didn't have the TSA. Now it's a normal everyday part of our lives. And there are kids who were born in you know 2000 who yeah don't know anything about they, the TSA. They don't know that we you don't can know go to like the airport and pick up somebody that you know from the gate. <laughs> yeah, you could just waltz right in. Nobody cared, yeah. and that was that. And but you know, so my my fear is that. Like my daughter's age, who's four, like she's not going to know a pre-COVID world. Yeah. So that that that's what I fear. So it's like we have to dial all of these things back, or our future generations are not going to know, you know, true freedom. You know what, what that's all about. Yeah, definitely and, true. Yeah, dial it all the way back to you know 1913. Abolish the Fed. Get rid of the TSA. <laughs> get rid of the Department of Education. Let's just keep going. Yeah, you know, as as much as everyone was like, well, what's your solution to all that? It's like decentralize and repeal. Yeah, so once you start getting into the law books and start repealing a shit ton of laws and decentralizing centralized power as much as possible down to the local level, that's the only way it's going to change. Yeah. Uh, that that's what needs to happen. I mean, but I, I fear that we're not really going to have like any of that happen until we have some major catastrophe. And, you know, you can kind of see it. Like the crash is coming. Everybody knows it's coming. The crash was coming before COVID, by the way. Like yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but we, we never recovered from 2008. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. They, they think, well, oh, this really is like a second recession. The... No, this is really long. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. That, that that policy that's been stacking on top of bad policy. And yeah. now, Didn't now we have recover like, from the dot-com crash of, of 2000 either. No, not really. No, it, it's just, it, it, it's like a continuous thing. That's not going to end because yeah. we have consistent wars. Like basically, you know, we have the war in Ukraine. Now we did have Afghanistan, you know, we have a housing bubble that's about to explode. You know, it's oh, yeah. even going down right now, but it's not the bottom of the crash at all. Yeah. It's going to bottom out. Same with the cars. And it's yeah, and I'm right in the thick of it because I do civil design for residential and commercial. So are you seeing, are you seeing a decrease right now? I'm, we're, I'm completely. Yeah. There's like more commercials starting to be built than residential. You know, I have like yeah. a couple of projects that are huge residential lots and I'm like, who are you going to get in Baton Rouge to buy a $500,000 house? That's not a politician or a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the housing prices are insane. Um, I want to get a house soon, but it's like, I'm not going to pay like 30K for the kind of house I need. Yeah. So it's like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do I wait? Wait it out? I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically, I'm waiting it out right now. I live in an apartment, but it's like... I don't, I don't know what the answer is there. I really don't. Thankfully, I'm 35, but I should know by now, but I, I just, I don't, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, if you stick to, and I'll, like I got on the, the thing down below, it's like, go to Mises.org every day after you go to antiwar.com. And I was like, you'll get so much education from both of those websites alone. That'll kind of help people. There's even stuff on Mises that even deals with like residential markets and everything. It's, it's amazing what you find if you open up the search bars over there. Everything I have learned uh, 
at least in my past, God, how long have I been? So I first went to the Mises Institute in 2008. And that was when I started working there. I actually started by volunteering and then uh, Marty Rockwell hired me. And then I left in 2010. Um, so I, I went to DC and I worked as a chef yeah, for a year. mommy again. Hell yes. Mises strong. Exactly. So, so yeah, I, I worked in DC and I was a chef and then I came back to Ohio. I worked weird, odd jobs. And then actually my daughter, my middle daughter, she had a kidney failure. So I had to quit and take care of her for a bit. And then I was just doing these Mises memes and um, Jeff Dice just got hired at the Mises Institute in 2014. And he was like, you wanna come do some memes for the Mises Institute? And I was like, sure, why not? And that was like eight years ago. <laughs> so I've technically Jeff, worked for I'm Mises I'm available to make memes if you wanna hire me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't do memes anymore. I don't, I, I do booking. Like um, I booked some of the Mises guys for uh, podcasts and stuff if you wanna have them on. <laughs> but, um, totally, send them my way. I, I love having guests. <laughs> but. But yeah, so, so I, I do that now as a little just side thing. And um, I have another project that I'm starting that I really can't talk about yet, but hopefully I will be able to soon. Uh, but yeah, so definitely it's been 10 years with the Mises Institute, but I've known everybody 15. So I feel really old saying that. Um, but I've known about the Mises Institute actually almost 18 years now. So yeah. it's been a long time. <laughs> like it's a lifetime. Long time, but- yeah, it's it's a long time, but you've uh, you know they're they're good people over there. Uh, yeah. Definitely know their stuff. Uh, it, you can tell that just by all the articles that are wrote and everything. Um, even when I point like regular normies over to a Mises article, and it's like, oh, I haven't thought about it that way before. I was like, yeah, I know because you know government school is, sucks. <laughs> I, I have to give a shout out to Pear Island because he is my BFF. I I have known him for oh, Pear's years great man. He's funny, which helps. Yeah, he he's punny. Yeah, we, we, we sometimes bullshit on each other's posts, which is hilarious. I, I love his wife, Suzanne, by the way. She's, she's a doll, but, you know, sometimes I, I BS flirt with Pear on posts and stuff, and that's fun. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so he actually, he was uh, one person who just, uh, even when I wasn't working for the Mises Institute, he would encourage me to keep reading and keep doing stuff. And I'm actually, if you uh, Google Pear and mine's name, I end up in one of the articles uh, with him that we, 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 we didn't co-wrote it, but he made me a research assistant on it. And the funny story, the funny story here is um, that, that a paper that we worked on together actually won a Mises prize. And I was joking with him one day. I was like, this paper won a Mises prize and I didn't get anything. Um, Even though he, he, okay. He cited me in the article as a research assistant. That made me happy because yeah, I have no degree. I, I'm telling people right now, I, I did start college at 16, but I yeah. was pregnant by 19. So I never finished my degree. But um, so it, it was it was cool to have that with no degree. And so Pear did that. But um, he's like, no, I'm not going to give you anything from this prize, but I'll send you some coffee so you can keep researching for me. And he literally sent me German or Swedish coffee. So I could keep doing research for him. And it was just the sweetest thing ever. But um, no, I love nice. Pear. And he's just a brilliant guy. He actually has a new book out. Actually, you can go to Mises.org and check it out. It's a primer. And you need to do that. I think yes. I got like 12 Mises plugs in here today. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think I've got Bob Murphy's Choice hanging out on the bookshelf. Uh, I've got a, a couple of uh, Murray Rothbard stuff, like Anatomy of the State and everything else. So, 
Yeah, you got to keep up your reading and uh, throwing somebody a book. Yes, there you go. The Road to Serfdom. Also Hold on, I can one. keep going. Look. Oh, yes. When Money Dies. When Money Dies. Yeah. I love this book, actually. This is a really good book if you want to know what's happening right now. We're, we're going to have hyperinflation soon. Uh, what book is this? I don't know. Oh, Omnipotent Government. Probably we're going to yeah. see. That's good. Um, oh, here's a good one. The Imposers and the Imposed Bond. You, actually, you can actually read this article on Mises.org. I was going to say, I think I read that on Mises. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff wrote this one. That was really good. Um, let's see. What do I have here? I'm sorry. I'm going through my books. The Sovereign Individual. It. I haven't read yes. this book yet, but it was sent to me. Have you read this yet? I have not read that one yet. Just from the thickness um, of it, I'm a, I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> my absolutely destroyed, um, thanks to toddlers, um, and the Fed Ron Paul book. I actually think, yeah, see, look, you can see the scribbles in my book. Yes. They wanted, I, I don't know if this one's signed or not. No, this one isn't signed. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. For Forest Mommy, There's again, you guys know how to read? Yeah. <laughs> I love this Hoppa book. This was really good. And then I have Economics. Hoppa is very good. I think everyone needs to be reading uh, Democracy, the God That Failed. I love Hoppa. Everybody needs to read that book. I have a signed oh. copy, so I, hide it, I hid it from my children. Oh, Cronyism? Cronyism by Patrick That's, Newman. Uh, Patrick Newman, yeah. Yeah. Now he's he's great. So, he's also he's also one that'll leave some jokes in there. I, like, oh yeah, you got I, that one notated. <laughs> notated with my paper clips. I was like, oh, there you go. And then I have other books all over the place. I have this is this is actually just this isn't my bookshelf. This is just my desk. It's sad. Like I have books everywhere. I have like Scott Horton over there. I have Denson, The Cost of War. What has government done to our money? You know, all these books. And I love them all. But that that's where I've learned um, everything was at the Mises Institute. They've been awesome teachers to me over the years. And I really appreciate it. And th that's just well, something that, like, everybody needs that in their life. Somebody to keep them encouraging and, you know, educating themselves. And maybe it's because I was homeschooled, but I'm really into self-teaching. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's like I play guitar and bass, and I've never gone to a school for it. I've had to teach myself how to play it. And once you kind of learn all of the scales and everything, everything else just kind of falls into place. Now, see, and I have mad, like, I have mad respect for that. You have no idea. I've always wanted to learn, like, any kind of guitar, piano. Oh, yeah. I've got the bass right here. So, I mean. That's beautiful. <laughs> but see, look at my hands. Look at my pinkies. My pinkies are, like, half the size of, like. Yeah, you've got. Short, My stubby finger. little pinky fingers. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so, like, I don't know what I could yeah, compare I, I don't. I don't have that. Like, all yeah, of my this, fingers are... This is, a, this is a regular pencil. Like, my pinky is, like, outrageously <laughs> small. Like, my 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 toddler, my four-year-old, has a bigger pinky than I do. So, so it, it just, it, it pisses me off that I've never really actually learned how to play the guitar because I can't, yeah, I, I can't read the chord. I'm yeah. like... I have this midget pinky and I can't reach the chords or, you know, play. <laughs> I, I did sing opera in college though. Did you know that? I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. 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 I sang in Italy actually, believe it or not. That's, so I, I, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I got to go sing in all the tours. Pretty much opera. Yeah. <laughs> and I sung in the Washington National Cathedral as well. So I got to do some cool things. It was, oh, it there was you go. Yeah, so that's your instrument as your vocal cords. So there you go. Yeah. No, not anymore. They've been destroyed. Uh, yeah. I got my tonsils out and stuff, and it just messed up my voice. 
and screaming well, at my kids for eight, you know, 16 years. How old am I oldest? Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I did a little bit of military service, so I know how to yell from the diaphragm, which the kids really do not enjoy because my voice <laughs> booms across. So far, that's probably a good place to leave it off. Uh, Natalie, go ahead and get your grift on. Tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at chesschicko one and um, yes. also you can find my articles on Mises.org. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram if you want to find me. Also chesschicko one And I do actually play chess, so if you're on chess.com, you can find me at Natalie Danilution. Yeah, and from what I hear, she's very good at chess, too. So. <laughs> my rating's shit lately. I'm so mad because I keep forgetting to move. Like, I, I'll be doing something, and then I have to respond to, like, a message, and then I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to move. <laughs> but that's okay. You guys don't have to go hunting and pecking too too hard because uh, I've got her uh, link tree down below in the show notes, so you guys can uh, click on that and find her everywhere. But uh, thank you again for coming on, Natalie. It's always a, a pleasure to see you around the timeline. And uh, so it's just, the, yeah, that one Atlantic art will just <laughs> enrage anybody. I could keep going about that Atlantic article. I really could, but I don't know what your time limit is <laughs> because, yeah, no, yeah, it, I, it, it really, it, like, I can't, like, maybe it's because I, I'm, I'm, my voice is like so sweet and like, I'm, I'm trying not to swear, but it just, it enrages me on the inside. Like well, I, I lifted so extra hard that day that that article came out because I just focused yeah. all of that. I went for a run. It like made me so <laughs> exactly. angry. And then I started rage tweeting and then yeah, people picked him up and that was fantastic. But I'm just like, it makes me so mad. You know, you know, there were, oh, can I say a story real quick or do you really have to go? I mean, go for it. If you, we can do a few more minutes if you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to say a story real quick. Um, I was on a work trip, not uh, during the pandemic and it was obviously, and um, my kid's dad was taking my daughter out to get milk. Right. And they weren't wearing masks. And when I got to the counter, literally this person who's going to touch my milk and put it in a bag refused to serve or, or sell Gary the milk because he wasn't wearing a mask. So it, it's like... Went through the same thing at a Whole Foods. Almost had the cops call on me. And I'm just like, it, it, it made me so mad thinking about that. Because it's like you just refused a toddler her bedtime milk, especially since her mom's not there. You refused yeah. to toddler her bedtime milk because somebody wasn't wearing a mask. Like, how much of an absolute pussy are you to yeah. actually fall in line with all of this bullshit that you're going to refuse a child nourishment? You know? So, yeah, no, fuck their amnesty. They're, they can't have it. They're going to have trials. And that's yep. what we're going to that's what we're going to do. That's that's the uh, that's the biggest hope that I have. Uh, the the biggest white pill ever. If folks, if you need to pick me up, go to the comments, the the replies under that tweet, and you will definitely get lifted up. So it definitely helped me because I was like, oh, there's, yeah, there's like Democrats and stuff in there telling no, no, mm -hmm. you're not getting it. No. Yeah, I've seen the left and the right actually come kind of together on this one. It's been interesting to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, especially the the leftists that uh, that took the old experimental gene therapy and uh, were horribly harmed by it, like uh, Jimmy Dore. So, yeah, many many people were harmed by it, and they it wasn't tested as it should have been, and so here we are. You know, thankfully I didn't take it, my kids didn't take it, so 
yeah. or be okay. But I, a lot of people won't. And, you know, I, I, I feel bad for them. I really do that they fell for everything hook, line, and sinker. You know, yeah, but a lot so of people tragic. were forced to. And that's something that's completely ignored, that a lot of people, it was either feed their children and keep their job and get a jab, or you're fired. Yeah. And that right there should just have a whole population enraged. And yeah. they are. I, I mean, I, just seeing I am truly that. thankful that I had the foresight enough to get out of the situation that I was in so that I wasn't forced to make that choice. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sad that you had to make that choice, though. I'm sorry. I feel feel bad for you that you had yeah. to make that choice. Nobody should have had to make that choice. Not a single goddamn person should have had to make the choice to put right. something experimental into their body or to, you know, so they could work or get fired. Not yeah. a single person on this earth. They shouldn't have had to have it to travel. They they should exactly. not I have missed to that, have I missed it out on a cruise school, because of it, and I love to go cruising. Yeah, you know, kids should not have to be forced to get it to get an education. Um, so many college students have had that happen. We shouldn't have had been forced to wear masks to go get groceries for food for our family. None of that. None none of that should have happened, but it did. Right. And now they're going to have to pay the price, in my opinion. And I hope that comes with it, they need to. lots they of need lawsuits. To. Lots of lawsuits. And you know something? The protection, the vaccine manufacturers, yeah, they have protection. They do. But a lot of the people who try to enforce these mandates, they don't have the same government protection. They don't. Right. And that is something I tried to tell people a year ago, two years ago. You know, like these people don't have protection. So if you're one of these people that are trying to enforce the vaccine mandate, you don't have the protection of the government. And right. a lot of people didn't understand that. And a lot of people are going to come for those people now, you know? Yeah. And well, it's like uh, my good buddy uh, Roth Birdian, tiny, tiny little tyrant. <laughs> yeah, my, my good buddy Roth Birdian, uh, she lives in Boston, Massachusetts, you know, probably the worst place ever for it. And uh, she was holding up a sign at one of the meetings and it's like these politicians all have addresses. Yeah, they do. And, you know, it wasn't just the politician, though. You know, it goes oh, down yeah. to the local manager at your grocery store who wouldn't let sell you milk if oh, you yeah. weren't wearing a mask. You know, the gas station attendant who kicked you out of their gas station because you weren't wearing a mask. It comes yeah. down to people like that. And that's exactly what they wanted because they don't think that you would have held them accountable. But people are going to hold these people accountable. Oh, that, yeah. That's just yeah. what it comes down to. And that's what people don't understand. And should yeah, these tiny I, I little tyrants that, same... that were like hand, they were they, they made people, you know, a, a, an extended hand of the state, like your little local person. And that they did that on purpose in the hopes that people wouldn't push back or fight back, but they're pushing back and they're fighting back. And that's, that's in my opinion, beautiful to see. That's yeah. why the, the Twitter tweet thing going viral this week, that's why it made me so happy because it's like, God damn, yes, people finally see it because I was looking at tweets from 2020 that I made when I, you know, even before the lockdowns, I was making tweets saying, Hey, let's not get crazy about this. Yeah. But it happened anyway. And yeah, it's like I if you want to stay inside your house because you're afraid of a cold, uh, please do that. Yeah, on your own. Yeah, do it. Stay in your house and leave us alone. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm know. like that at five o'clock when I have to go home at night. I don't want you out there driving if you're afraid to step on the gas pedal a little bit. So, do you know as COVID progressed, I slowly got more followers on Twitter just from speaking out. I started in 2020 yeah. with 8,000 followers, and now I'm halfway to 60k. Yeah. So, so it, it's like I stood my ground, and that makes me happy that I yeah, didn't they, much. But even like people ones, I cared about, 
they they left me like I had family um, disassociate with me. I had my childhood friend of 30 years disassociate from me because I didn't believe in getting the vaccine or anything. So I, I lost people. I lost friends because of my stance. And I am to this day completely okay with that. Yeah. As I, as I like to view it as like, if you lost me as a friend because of this good riddance, you probably weren't my friend to begin with. Yeah. Okay. We probably have to go. I'm sorry. I just went on a side (laughs) rant for eight minutes. I'm, I apologize. I'm so sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Sometimes we go long. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Monica Perez has kept me on here for like two hours and 15 minutes before. So it's all good. (laughs) Yeah. I was about to say, because you know, um, I don't know if you have to be somewhere or something, but, but that article, man, it just pissed me off so much. Oh, it was, it was the worst thing. It was the worst thing this week. And the only good thing about it was just like all of the, all of the replies underneath, but uh, that'll be, that'll do it for this evening. Uh, everybody. Thanks for sticking along. Natalie, it's always great to, to have you on. You're welcome back anytime. Hi, right, Thanks for having me. Have a good night. All right. You too. All right, guys. And we're out. As I try to fumble around on the button.